Pacific and Caribbean small island developing states are calling for a 150 US dollar levy on each ton of greenhouse gas emissions produced by the shipping industry. It's an increase on the $100 a ton levy the group called for in 2019. Last year, the International Maritime Organization, or IMO, agreed to reach net zero greenhouse gas emissions by 2050. The IMO has until 2025 to agree on how members will reach this goal. Dr. Peter Nuttall, who works for a research team on transport decarbonisation out of the Marshall Islands, says the IMO needs to agree on what pricing measure needs to be put on greenhouse gas emissions. The IMO will discuss what the price should be at a meeting in March. Dr. Nuttall spoke with Caleb Fotheringham. It's a critical watershed moment for the IMO. We've agreed that they're going to be this high ambition sector, but now we come down to to the business end of the detail Where is the funding going to come from and who is going to get funding and how is it all going to be managed? Right. It sounds like a lot of work needs to be done. What are the Pacific countries pushing when it comes to the levy? So the Pacific has consistently um, made proposals. Uh, It's been the leading advocate for a levy, um, a flat rate charge on all shipping maritime bunker. And we had proposed back in 2020 a levy of $100 a tonne CO2 equivalent. And we've increased that ambition now to $150 a tonne. We put up the figure of $100 a tonne back in 2019 based on the best analysis that we were able to do at that time. And $100 a tonne was sort of laughed at a little bit and the industry was putting up $2 a tonne. However, $100 a tonne is similar to what the European Union is already imposing as a tax on all international shipping that they'll start collecting next year. And the reality is that this transition that shipping is embarking on is the biggest investment opportunity for shipping in its history. We're talking trillions of dollars that will be ploughed into the shipping industry over the next 20 years to reach these targets. So the levy that we're calling for on it, although it sounds a high price, $150 a tonne carbon equivalent, will increase the the cost of shipping bunker by about $500 a tonne. And so people are going, oh, that's an enormously large figure and that's going to increase our chart, you know, the cost of importing goods and that. The analysis that's been done by world experts is it's going to only have a marginal impact on trade costs. Okay, so why has the proposed levy increased so much? It was only four years ago, 2019, that it was $100, and now we're going from 100 to 150 Yeah, five years ago, actually, and, and, um, Sorry, and those figures were what we put up as the minimal figure needed to try and meet the price differential and raise the revenue for equitable transition if it had been brought in effect by 2025. Now, the IMO has has determined that the midterm measures will not come into effect for 2027 at the earliest, and there's a lot of people suggesting maybe not until 2030. And so if we're going to delay the investment, every delay increases the price. Therefore, we have to put the price up now. In 2019, you said that the talked about rate was $2.00. A ton, obviously, vastly different to a hundred dollars a ton. Has that attitude changed a little bit? Oh, dramatically, absolutely dramatically. So that was the price that ICS, the International Council on Shipping, were proposing back at that stage, a two dollar a ton levy, which would have raised about five billion dollars. The International Chamber of Shipping is now coming out um, in a submission with Bahamas and with Liberia 
um, suggesting that a flat rate levy, as we've suggested, is the only pathway forward. They won't come out now and specify a price, but $100 a tonne would be a minimal charge, I think, if you asked any transport economist today. You have to look at the penalties that the European Union is imposing on international shipping now at €90 a tonne. In comparison with the amount of money that we're talking about within the industry, these are not high figures. Remember I said this is $1.4 to $1.9 trillion economic investment in this transition of shipping. The cost of trend of ensuring that no state is left behind, as the IMO has agreed, runs into hundreds of billions of dollars. If you think back to New Zealand's situation where we've just abandoned um, two ferries, inter-island ferries, of what a cost of $1.5 billion, you start to get a, a sense of the scale of, of investment that is currently being invested in the industry. A single ship can cost you between one and $400 million dollars just for one boat. So although these figures sound large, comparatively, they're not really. Are the six-pack, the Pacific Island nations calling for the $150 levy, uh, is the six-pack expecting any pushback against the proposal? Oh, yes. I mean, certainly um, the six-pack group of countries, which now includes, of course, the Caribbean, um, and we're continuously talking to other countries in the global south at the moment, is putting forward the most ambitious um, proposal. You have highly conservative nations um, that are incredibly worried about what, what the costs and impacts of this be on their trade that are pushing back hard against it. The BRICS, of course, um, do not want anything like this level of ambition. The US has already publicly stated that it's not you know, happy with the idea of an international levy either. So, yes, there is certainly strong opposition to this, but regardless of that, the economic rationale makes sense. You can't argue with the fact that this is the most logical, most rational pathway forward if we're really to tackle this problem head on. And I think that's generally agreed by world experts. You've got um, UNCTAD, which is the UN's authority on transport and trade, coming out saying they fully support um, you know, a flat rate levy as we've proposed. You've got substantive people within the industry now saying that. You've got a European submission backed by some of the African states saying, yes, we want a flat line levy. So it will be a highly contentious debate. Um, but I think, you know, at the end of the day, the Pacific position is the most rational and logical going forward. Are the six-pack willing to settle for anything less than the $150 levy? course you'd have to ask our leaders that on the day but I would note that the track record of the six pack is that it's come out as the highest ambition block in the IMO and it has yet to compromise on what it considers high ambition. The six pack's been very disciplined about taking a science-based approach. We've We've been highly fortunate and we have access to extremely good global scientists and economists advising us and we think that this you know, the pathway that six-pack's chosen is the science-based approach to resolving this problem.